Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's up, Survivor fans? It's double elimination night. Advantages come out to play, and it's not Malcolm in the middle. It's Cardigan Ron. The Survivor After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, all of my amazing tri-mates? Thank you so much for coming back to the Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV tonight. We are breaking down Season 38, Episode 10, Blood of a Blindside. We're going to be talking Ron in a power position. We're going to be talking a lot of dimples, both the paddles and, of course, Jeff Probst. And it's a sad night for our returning players. But guess what? There are more advantages coming out of the edge of extinction and that are being put to good use. But before we get into any of that, just so you know... I'm the sole survivor because it's just me tonight, at least for right now. Who knows? Someone might come in later and completely ruin my speech. But it was an amazing, like, last tribal council. Uh, I wish you had seen it. I gave the most amazing juror speech, as we all know that I can make. And I am this season's winner. Yay! I'm so excited. But no, in all seriousness, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm definitely going to need your help in the chat getting all of your lovely opinions because right now, it's just me. It's just me. But I love being the sole survivor. It's wonderful, and I love all of you. So thank you so much. So tonight, season 38, episode 10, Blood of a Blind Side. Okay. This, I I think last week's episode was much better. It was just craziness, obviously, because of everything that happened at Tribal. This episode was a little bit more calm. And I think the thing that was difficult was, guys, what is up with the dumb moves? I'm sorry. We're obviously going to get into it later, as there were two different Tribal councils that happened tonight. But... I'm slightly disappointed with the moves that our contestants are making. I just don't think it's smart for their gameplay, but who knows? But it's just, it's very frustrating. Again, let me know what you think in the comments. Shout out to Royal16, Eric Olin, Joseph Boza, Michael B, and Desiree Simone. Thank you so much for joining us in the chat. Let's start off with post-tribal. So Wardog obviously is trying to make a six-person alliance with Kelly, Lauren, Gavin, Ron, and Julie. Good way of bringing in the people who were on the bottom from last time, bringing in Ron and Julie. And clearly they want Aurora out. But guys, why would they want Aurora out? I think Aurora is such a good goat. You can take her to the end because she was like Wendy. She has absolutely nobody left in this game to to have an alliance with she has no allies she's such an easy person to take her to the end i don't know why everyone is just like oh she's just an easy vote you should get her out clearly they should keep her around i just think that's a much smarter move as opposed to just making it the easy vote that they always say is going to happen and so 
we go straight into immunity, which I also find hilarious, just rewinding a bit, uh, either for sake of time or whatever it may be, Julia did not get a nice little confessional on Edge of Extinction. Maybe for time. Maybe it was just boring. And someone came in and just completely ruined my soul survival no, moment. I thought, I thought yes. you, did, you were doing great. Yes, you did. That was great. Yes, you did. <laughs> Every, for everyone listening on, pod, Guys, uh, on what's iTunes up, what's and up? watching on YouTube, Mike I'm came here, in. I'm here, I'm here. Mike, hey. yeah. Hey, Hi, how are hey, you? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Had to work tonight, but you know, I was going to leave the Survivor fans hanging because what a crazy episode. Double immunity? Like what? Right? Sick. I, I was not expecting that. I was just obviously giving um, my overall thoughts. I personally thought last week's episode was better. And I think this episode was good, but it was a little much like oh, man, I really want the underdog to win. What a coincidence. It just kind of, it's TV magic. What That's needs, true. What needs to happen just kind of happened. It was Survivor the underdog story. It was. <laughs> and, and, and it's like you're rooting for that in a sense I kind of am. So it was good. But again, I was just like, oh, dang it. They really needed to win immunity. Shocker, they win immunity. Yeah, and of course my boy got executed yeah, but that's all right that's all right it's neither here nor there <laughs> and there were some in my opinion dumb really dumb moves made tonight yeah i'd have to agree is do you have any more thoughts on tonight's episode as a whole i love the double immunity i love lots and lots of action and i really love the scrambling it's interesting i think to see what war dog is doing just in general he's got a lot of stuff going on and he's trying to make moves and I have been very impressed with Aurora in general because big sleeper in the beginning of the season, right? Very who, who is she, I think, character and really coming to life. I agree with you on that, Mike. I am really starting to dig Aurora. And I think it's because it's nice to watch her because she is very strong. She tells it like it is. She knows what she needs to do. She knows she's on the bottom, but she's not panicking. She's keeping calm, which is the complete opposite of Julie from last week. And I really like that. Like, she just kind of tells it like it is and knows where she stands, but she's not, you know, getting super upset about it she's like it's, pro- it's the game i can handle it yeah. and i'm gonna go for it i know i'm busting in on your podcast here and i'm totally yes, like messing up podcast. the entire but i did want to make one other comment before we kind of dive into it very impressed as with aurora with devins didn't really mm-hmm. like him in the beginning right almost i think all three of us i think initially kind of wrote him off i really like where he's going and he made one of the most interesting statements i think i've heard in a tribal council where he referenced War Dog and Kelly and Lauren. If they go to the final three, they've literally had a hand in kicking out everybody on the jury. And this might be the only time ever you would have a final three where everybody should hate them equally. I thought that was a really fascinating point that he brought up. It's very fascinating, and it kind of makes you wonder, hmm, who would they vote for? Yeah, I, what do you go on based on that? Because you'd have to actually choose, well, I think War Dog did more of the leading, and I think, you know, Kelly was the mastermind or something like that, because they really are sticking to a tight threesome, unless we'll see what happens next week with coming traction, right? But it seems like they're sticking really close with each other. I'm not sure that anybody else there is making individual relationships with them or could really call out who's doing something on their own and it would be worthy of a vote in the end. 
Two things about that statement. One, if I had to vote right now on the three of them, who should win? It should be War Dog. And I've been very back and forth with War Dog. I've been very much like, eh, I like him one week. I can't stand him the next week. Right. But at this point, he's the one bringing in all of these people to try and make alliances, to try and make deals. At least from what we see, Lauren and Kelly are just kind of sitting back and, you know, letting things fall into place. And two, it's David brings up such a solid point this episode of why would you keep together a solid threesome? They voted together since the day they got on that beach. Why would you keep them around? And it's frustrating because it's like, guys, it's true. People are so afraid of power couples on the show. Why aren't they afraid of this threesome? A power triplet. A power triplet. And what's interesting, right, is that War Dog is trying to use the fact that they've always voted together for all the votes as an advantage when he's trying to persuade Cardigan Ron, Mm -hmm. right? But then the flip side of it is very obvious. Just like um, Devin says, how are you going to break into that threesome? They're that tight. If you go and join with them, obviously you're at the bottom. I thought that was very dumb. Very on, on um, War Dog, but we'll get into that when yep. we go when we talk about the first tribal. First, let's talk about uh, the first immunity. This weird squatting challenge. Yeah, it hurt. It looked like it hurt. <laughs> it looked like it hurt bad. <laughs> I I'm very glad that I will probably never have to do this, but it looked miserable. But of course, any fan of our show is going to know what I'm going to say about this immunity challenge right off the bat. What will you say? You don't take the pizza. You are there to play Survivor, right? Not to snack. Man, I'm in every single challenge that exists. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm not mm-hmm. listening out for some food. Oh, man, I think I... No! No, 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 listen! This is no, why we're not no. on an alliance on the show! No! Because no, you're taking the pizza and whatever. I was going to say, I find this concept in the show absolutely delicious. Not, oh, yeah! Not, not because All right, I would... Let me finish my sentences before you disagree with me. <laughs> um, but I find it delicious, not in the sense that, like... It's just who will sit out. I always look forward to who will who thinks they're safe enough. And so, it's so telling. Lauren, Victoria, Kelly, and Ron sit out. Lauren, I'll give I'll give it to the girl. She's been sick. She can't even eat the rice. Yeah. She has her and not. You know what? I'll throw it. I'll give throw Kelly a bone too. They've never won anything. At least Kelly can eat the rice. So I'll give it to Lauren and Kelly. Sure, they probably just really need susten- uh, sustenance. Victoria. I I don't know. I don't know. Don't know? I don't know. Uh, Ron? Ron? Doesn't I, seem wise to me. Doesn't seem wise because you're on, you, from last week's tribal, you were clearly on the bottom. You were on the outside of the alliance. Why would you not think you need to try and save your skin for security? I have no idea because not only do you, lose out on the opportunity to get immunity. But just like what you're saying, you're sending a big message to everybody else who you aren't aligned with and who you are aligned with of exactly where you think you are in the game, that you can literally throw away a free shot at getting immunity. That Mm -hmm. speaks volumes, and people are going to play and strategize around you based on that, I think. Even if we don't explicitly see it in the edit, in the episode, it's on everybody's mind right away. Mm Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, I don't think it was this time around. I don't think I don't think anyone had a side conversation of, oh, Victoria sat out. What should we do about Victoria? Or, oh, Ron, very questionable for choosing the pizza. No, no, no. I, 
Absolutely, but that's what I'm saying. Even if it's not explicit, I think if you're truly playing hard Survivor, every little action is going into your mind. You're taking everything into account, and you know where they think they stand with you. And that's going to, you know, what if I thought I was completely safe in one of them, but all of a sudden they're not even competing in immunity. So, like, whoa, maybe I'm not the safest person mm-hmm. in the little alliance that we're in. I, I just don't think it's a good move. I don't think it's a good look. No, I think it's really bad. And again, you know, when you're in the show, you're probably starving. But I would be very uh, worried about that exact impression yeah. that you were just talking about, Mike. So, Aurora wins immunity. Good job for Aurora. I got another thing with this challenge real quick. Yes. Did you find it weird that nobody... Everybody held on to the bars, but they seemed solid. Why was nobody putting their arms down on their knees and, like, bracing themselves? That's immediately what I thought to do, to give yourself some more leverage. You know what I mean? That seemed very weird to me. Maybe it's in the rules that we don't get to know. (sighs) You're not allowed. (laughs) Jeff Probst. Aurora Aurora wins. Good for her. (laughs) Sure. Solid. Uh, She looked great. Uh, uh, you walked in on my little spiel about Aurora. I'm just curious about your opinion. Uh, wise or dumb, everyone thinking they should get rid of Aurora? Well, okay. She popped off at the last immunity, or sorry, the last tribal council. So there's obviously some bad blood with that. She was obviously aligning with Julia. So it's an obvious vote out because of what she did. Is your argument keep her around because she's fringe and maybe she's going to pop off and she's not a big threat because she seems like a big threat, especially now Mm -hmm. winning immunity. She's got to be back on people's radars because she's just been doing really, really good. Um, I think it's just an obvious vote because of what happened in the last tribal. Makes sense. I get that. Let's move into post immunity. So from what we can see, it's one side against David, another side against War Dog, and it's Ron and Julie in the middle, which, you know, good for them kind of going on the edge to being in a power position and choosing which alliance they get to go with. I feel like that's happening a lot this season, yeah. and, and, and more so in recent seasons. You didn't see so much flip-flopping. I forget you're going to know because you're an encyclopedia. Yes. There was one Survivor season where it went from alliances to voting blocks. Cambodia. Bam. That's what it's been ever since then. Alliances are switching at the drop of a hat. Everybody's just going with these voting blocks, and that's again what we're seeing is all of a sudden Ron is is pivotal now. Well, I love that idea of voting blocks because, again, when people just... Because then if it's not voting blocks, it's tribal alliances, which I get bored with that because... It, because it becomes very Absolutely. predictable. So I love voting blocks of like, what can I do just to get me through this one vote? And that's exactly what Ron and Julie are trying to contemplate. Should they go with David Devins, Victoria, and Aurora, who are all clearly on the bottom, or should they go with the power triplets of War Dog, Kelly, Lauren, and where should they go? What did you think initially? Like, where did you think they should have go? We obviously know where they do end up. I of course, wanted them to go with David because he's my favorite player in this season right now. Mm-hmm. I think I understand it because I think War Dog puts out a really solid pitch. When he had all six of them there and said, look, tribal alliances are no more. I want a solid six. It's us right here. And 
his pitch, I think, was more powerful than Devin's, that we've always voted together. You guys have run around and switched alliances and switched sides. The three of us have never. We've been solid. So you know if you can come with us and make a solid alliance, we're going to stay solid. We'll see where it ends up, but I think his pitch was just stronger. I feel like that's a strong pitch, but then in my head, I can't help but just think of the other side of that, where it's like, oh, we can stay strong and we can uh, knock everyone off, or we always vote together, we're going to vote all of you guys off when it comes time to do so. But there's still only three of them, right? And there was 10 people left at this vote? I think there was, yes. 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 So there's only three of them. The alliance was going to be six, so it would be at least even. If you go with the other guys, you're still going up against twosomes that are very, very strong, right? Ron and Julie are very strong, Devins and David are obviously very, very strong. So you're probably not going to break those guys up either, necessarily. I mean, I think this. I think Ron would turn on Julie in a heartbeat. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, they did in the second vote, right? Yes. So I think they could, but it's still, you know, the, the little alliances are still set up to be with each other. I just think in this instance, it was a case of War Dog getting his pitch out first. Mm-hmm. And it made more sense. I just, I don't agree with this vote off. Obviously, David got voted out. I don't agree with this elimination. Not in the sense that David is a very likable person. We obviously want to see him go as far as we can. I just agree with it in the sense that David, now that Joe is out, David has replaced Joe. He's always going to be a target. Yeah. I would say break up the threesome while you have the numbers and then go back to trying to target David. Yeah, I I mean, if I'm them, I'm breaking up the threesome. They're the strongest alliance by far. To your point, Ron would turn on Julie. We've already seen David and Devin's get into it. So, you know, well, again, I, I maintain that these little alliances are significant. They're not as strong as the threesome. I'm on Devin's side of trying to break it up because they're not going to vote against each other and they could take it to the very end and then at least be on an equal footing with each other. There'd be no reason for them to take anybody else over them mm-hmm. because anybody else is going to have less blood on their hands than the three of them. Exactly. When compared to each other. When compared to each other. And I just want to say, uh, Desiree Simone in the chat is saying, I think letting the trio hang around is always foolish. Mirror Domains agrees. Uh, yes, I agree that the voting David out was a very bad decision. But you know who, Mike, who we would never vote out of this after show? I do know who. It's our fans, right? It's all of our fans at home. Absolutely. Because you guys, of course are our extended panel. We love you guys. We love seeing all of you in the chat, all the people that are here every single week hanging out. Mira Domains, Sheena, Nathan, you guys rock. Royal, whose birthday it was the other day. We love seeing you. We love reading your comments. You guys know that we don't just do Survivor here, obviously. We do after shows for all sorts of genres, all sorts of TV shows, all of your favorite shows. We have an after show for it. So please help us out. Go ahead, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to all the different channels for AfterBuzz. Give us some big thumbs up. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or any of your podcast places, give us a big five-star rating. Give us some comments. Let us know that you did so we can shout you all out in the chat, just like Eric with the big three thumbs up right now. Thank you so much for helping us to maintain AfterBuzz as the ESPN of TV Talk. You guys rock. Yes, I agree 100%. Thank you so much. We love you all. We appreciate you all for tuning in every single week. Because obviously, why wouldn't you? Survivor Wednesdays, the best day, best day. of the week. Highlight of my week, Easy. for sure. 
So let's go into Edge of Extinction. I, Edge of Extinction I, is stacked. You know, when we went back to Edge of Extinction, I was like, pretty soon there's going to be more people on Extinction than there actually are in the game anymore. Uh, it's almost even now. With with the second vote out, it's 8-8, isn't it? It, it is almost for the most part. And honestly, I was looking at Edge of Extinction. I'm like, I would rather watch people on Edge of Extinction than people in the game. In the it's sense pretty that they're, stacked. They're, they're more, what's the word I'm looking for? Sure, stacked. I mean, Joe, David, Eric, Chris, Aubrey. Somehow Reem is still like Reem's still Reem there. is still in the game. Can we all wait? Can we all take a timeout? And let's just let's just talk, me and the camera. Let's be honest. Reem could still win Survivor, theoretically. That's insane, Veronica. What if she Reem does? could win Survivor? Do you know and you know who's gonna feel the dumbest if Reem wins Survivor? Is Keith for quitting. Because and Wendy could. for quitting because she came back from nothing. Dude, nobody knows what Reem's last name is. Like, she, like do, do, you, no do you remember the first Reem. person voted off almost any season? No. No. Except I believe her name was Francesca because she was voted out in both uh, Redemption Island and Fans vs. Is Favorites. that right? I forgot She that. was like the first she was the only person, I think, to ever be voted out first twice in back-to-back season. That Her, I remember. You're an encyclopedia. <laughs> I, I, I remember Sonia on season one, and then I don't remember their names, but I can see their faces. There was a young guy and an older woman who were voted off minute zero, like, before the game even that started. Was in That's nuts. That was but in Palau, which was sucks. That Guys, sucks. That, did, that was, they never did that again. Because the fans must have been like, come on, like, that's not even yeah, fair. Yeah. But Reem is still in this somehow. It's more it's more exciting it's, to watch Extinction Island. It is. It, it's pretty fascinating, and I have to admit, if she gets back in this game, you want to know what? I'm here for it because that's if Reem gets back in, we are definitely rooting for her to get I think something. We are. Come on, I think we are. Let us know in the chat if you're voting for Reem if she gets back in this game. <laughs> so obviously, David is first day of Extinction, and again, they do the whole treasure hunt thing, which we know how I feel about that. Yes, I'm we very. Do. I'm not, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but it's what Edge of Extinction is. So they all go out to try and find an advantage. Now, we have seen some times where they personally get advantages or they get advantages for other people. Right. What did you think uh, this one would be? I thought it would be for them because I figured we were really close to them doing and get me off of Edge of Extinction Mm -hmm. Island challenge coming up. So I was pretty surprised that it wasn't. Because when are they going to do this? There's seven. There's eight people there. Eventually, they got to do something to get it back or else these people are just going to waste away. So um, I thought it was going to be individual. I was also extremely impressed and I thought it made perfect sense what David said. He was like, I'm still in game mode. I'm Give me a clue. Like, let's go. I'm ready to go find it right now because he just got kicked off. Where it seems like, you know, Reem, some of the people who've been on Extinction Island longer, maybe mm-hmm. they're getting a little bit lazy. Maybe they're not eating as much. And they're starting to be a little bit more laid back. They don't have necessarily the hunger of someone who literally just got kicked off. Yeah. Which I found David's uh, comment funny of how he's like, oh, I'm still in game mode. I'm like, have you met Aubrey? <laughs> <laughs> She's always in game She's mode. She's always in game mode. My whole t- you realize my whole draft is on Extinction Island right now, Do you right? Have like, pretty left? much. Um, I believe Julie. I always forget. Is Julie mine or is Julia yours? I think Julie is. mine. I said the same thing. Okay, Guys, I think we maybe, don't remember our fantasy draft. Maybe 
But, oh, no, I think I have Cardigan Ron. Yeah, we need Tim for that. <laughs> we, we need Tim to remind us But I definitely have. have Aubrey and uh, David, and mm-hmm. they're gone. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty looking pretty bad. I didn't know that tonight was a double elimination. So when we were about 20 minutes in and they went to go find that advantage, I was like, oh, cool. So something's happening with Edge of Extinction. Yes. Finally. Yes. That did not happen. But at the same time, I'm happy David found the advantage. Yeah. And did you question for like a slight second that he wasn't going to give it to Devin's? More than a slight second. More than because exactly of what he said, I can use this to gain favor with somebody for when I came back. To me, again, just like we talked about them splitting up the immunity idol way back, he's already got favor with Devons. So I really did think he was going to try to use it on somebody else and give them an advantage. It would look really bad to Devons, and maybe it would uh, hurt their relationship to an extent that he didn't want to. Obviously, he didn't want mm-hmm. to. So maybe that's a smarter move, but absolutely. No, I had the exact same thought and very much smarter move on um, David's part, giving it to Devons. Let's go into the and good thing he did get it because it came in very handy for this next immunity challenge where we get to talk about balls and dimples. I would just like to point out what uh, Michael B said in the chat here. First of all, awesome name, sir. He says, yo, if the producers gave me notes to give to the rest of the people on Edge of Extinction for an advantage, I'd chuck their clues into the ocean and get that advantage. This guy is playing Survivor like I want people to play Survivor. That's right, Mike. That's right. Obviously, there's some reason they can't do that. (laughs) Because for sure they would be doing that. But I love the way you're thinking, buddy. Savage. That's right. Very savage. It's a million dollars. We'd be friends after at the after party. I don't know if we would. Okay. We probably would. Let's be real. Um, But so, yeah, the weird paddle challenge with dimples and dimples yeah. in holes, and then Jeff's dimples making an appearance. I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to bring light to Jeff's dimples because he kept calling them dimples, and I'm like, oh, Jeff, you got some good dimples too. It's been a lot of uh, double entendres this season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so uh, obviously I was rooting for Devins. I was like, this is going to be great. But again, this is this was kind of what I was talking about on my overall thoughts of like, oh, of course Devins has to win because with David gone, he's probably like, like what are their right. next targets? They can wait on Victoria. They can wait on Aurora. He has to win. And, oh, what has to happen just miraculously happens. Did I like it? Yes, because I was rooting for it. So I'm not necessarily complaining. Yeah. But it was just one of those moments where some it, it needed to happen and it happened. I liked it because I like it when they use advantages and it works out. It's like, mm-hmm. it always feels like a waste and annoying when they use an advantage, when anybody uses an advantage and they don't win off of it. Yeah. So I was glad that it was used on him and it, and it worked you know, out. yeah, it converted. It was very nice. Yeah. Had Aurora win, won again, I probably also would have been pleased. Wow. Good, and she's good, good really her, yeah. beast mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Devin's wins immunity. We go into post-tribal where, again, War Dog, being the ringleader, wants to make a move on Kelly, which... Yes, yes, I was here for this because finally someone wants to do something about the threesome and it's the person in the triplets. I was very, very surprised, but I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, War Dog has been making it happen this episode. He brought the six together, that was great, and now he's looking to make a big move. I I love it, I love the gameplay. I was so happy about this, and obviously, he had to get 
Ron on his side, Ron was the most questionable. He's like, I'm not even going to bother with Julie because Julie is so on just trying to get Aurora out. Like, that's all she wants. That's all who she ever wants. And so Aurora now, I forgot she had the extra vote. Yeah. And she brought it up this season. And again, I was, I've been happy with Aurora. Like, oh, she's starting to come to light. I really like seeing her dominate these challenges. And then she does, in what is my personal opinion, a very dumb move. Giving it to Ron. Giving it to Ron instead of using it as a bargaining chip. Right. Well, I thought she kind of was using it as a bargaining chip, though. See, here's the thing. She, I feel like she was, but I, if I were her, I would not physically give it to him. Because she basically says, hey, if I, I'm giving it to you now, yeah. if I go home tonight, it's yours. If I come back, we share it. And she gives it to yeah. him. If I were her, I would have been like, I'm willing to give you this advantage if you keep me around. If you send me home, it goes home with me. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand. That makes a lot of sense. It probably is stronger if you show it to them, but you keep it yourself. I don't know. I don't know. It's obviously not as strong a statement as actually giving it to someone and showing Mm -hmm. them that you're putting your trust in them. I also don't know that an extra vote is necessarily strong enough to keep somebody around for. Because if they're against you, then the extra vote doesn't matter. It's just kind of canceled out anyway. Mm -hmm. So she obviously felt so desperate and obviously we don't see a lot of it so she must have felt desperate enough to where she had to show the absolute highest level of sacrifice and trust in him and who are we it worked out it did it did work out good for her um i personally just didn't agree with it but some of you in the chat do mike i i liked getting your opinion on that and i also just thought she could have used it herself to take advantage in the game. That's what I th- I thought she was going to show it to Ron, right? This is who she picked. And I thought she was going to say, look, come with me. I'm using this. I thought it was weird she didn't use it. I did as well. That's what you were saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought, she, thought she was, was just going to show it. him and then use it tonight for him to be like, cool, we are super safe with Kelly. No, there's no chance we lose the vote because we really have the numbers, even if one other person doesn't flip over. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we said, it. there are so many things that were very questionable about this whole uh, extra vote exchange between Aurora and Ron, but it did work out in Aurora's favor because Kelly was the one that ended up going home, which very... I thought there was some very... Um, very strong statements made by Devins that may have given Kelly a clue, especially because she is a returning player. Yeah. But she didn't use her idol. What statements? In the sense that uh, Devins was like, oh, you know, if um, it's calm. Like, you know how blindside is coming if it's calm. Exactly. And, you know, there's this, everything just kind of falls into place. And I was like, that's very telling and I feel like uh, like I said Kelly being a returning player would kind of catch wind of that that's what I was hoping you were alluding to because I felt the same way it's always interesting to me how much people give away a tribal council because to me obviously we're looking at the edit right and they're putting this stuff together to me as is to you that seems like a dead giveaway mm-hmm. Kelly seems really safe in the threesome everything seems fine right and he's saying If you feel too safe, you are not. You're in for a blindside. So I am right there with you. I was surprised she didn't use the idol, too. In fact, the camera guy, whatever, gave us a nice juke 
uh, when she started looking around, right? Mm-hmm. And she didn't use it. I thought for sure she was going to use it. Her and Lauren, they were both looking at it like, hmm, should I should I use it? Should I not? Lauren, I think, has felt pretty safe for a long time. We've had very little storyline from her in the last few episodes. Um, but Kelly, I don't know. It felt like she should have used it. It did. But she is now part of the great club of going home with idols in your pocket. Yeah. Which, again, it, it brings up the same question as Aubrey as, if she gets back into the game, does she get to keep it? Uh... Also, well, also, uh, I don't think so, because we see in the post that she tells them that she had the immunity. Uh-huh. So that was my hint, I thought, at least the way I took it, that she doesn't have it anymore than I, when she comes back. I love the fact that you brought that up, because while you were thinking she doesn't have the idol anymore, I thought, oh my god, Kelly, you just screwed up Lauren's game. Because, oh, absolutely. Because whoever, whether, if it's Kelly, it doesn't matter. But any other person who enters that game is going to know Lauren has the idol and is going to try and flush it out the moment they get back in. Yeah, that was, almost seemed like an amateurish move. I don't know why you would blow somebody up like that, especially somebody who was your ally, seemingly, obviously didn't vote for you. The vote was almost tied, right? It was just mm-hmm. one off. So you know she was still on your side. I don't know why you'd blow her up like that. Um, really, really bad move. I also don't know why you're saying if as long as it's Kelly, it's okay. I would say that's not true. If really? it's me and I'm playing hard, right, and we do our little Edge of Extinction challenge to get back in and I lose, I'm shouting out to everybody that Lauren has the idol. Like, I play for real, is right? This if, is, this if you, oh, sorry, is this if you got back in the game? No. Because right now you're allies. If I did not, if I did not get back in the game mm-hmm. and that was it and, and you know— Jeff, this is the final one because I have a feeling when they start the final challenge, Jeff is going to be like, this is it. If you guys don't make it, your jury. Okay? And we know it's done. And if I'm off, I'm letting everybody know that Lauren has the idol just to cause some more chaos back at camp. Wouldn't know. Chaos Cass. Chaos Mike. Remember? I don't, like, of course. Mike. But, I don't, but, why, but why shout that out? Also very interesting. Now all four vets are on Extinction Island. So what could that possibly mean? What if, let's just throw this out there. This isn't a prediction. This is just a, wouldn't this be cool? What if more than one person gets to come back in the next round? That's what I'm hoping for. What if there's a little tribal, like alliance kind of thing, and like three of them can come back or something? That's what I am hoping for. But at the same time, there's still like 18-ish people in this game, right? Because only Keith and Wendy have gone home. Well, 16. 16. It's 8 and 8 now. So I would love for more people to come back because, again, as I had mentioned, Edge of Extinction has got some pretty great players that I would love to see keep playing. But what I don't if know. They go, let's go real crazy. Let's go like Just real, real tinfoil hat. What if the next challenge is eight on eight? You're a tribe. You're a tribe. And I don't know what the what the outcome or the winning thing happens, but I don't know. That sounds cool, and the fact that they've kept them around this whole time to a point where it can be literally even, man, that would be exciting. I would love that. Yeah. It would be very reminiscent of Pearl Islands, yeah. and I would love that. And I just, I don't know what the rules would be, who would get back in the game, who would leave the game, but I would absolutely love that, and I would root that, and that would make the whole Edge of Extinction just a little bit more exciting that it has still been a mystery this entire it time. Seem, I mean, guys, put in the chat what you guys think. It seems overall what I'm getting from the community is they're pretty tepid on Edge of Extinction Island. It doesn't seem like it's gone over very well. And I think maybe if they've got some kind of crazy twist like this coming up, that could, that you know, could help it resurrect out. it. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm hoping there's a crazy twist because yeah, it's it's just it's kind of been. It's been there, uh, Nathan. That's a that's a really really good Nathan Hildebrand in the chat. Very interesting comment. Maybe for a reward, I'd be down with that. Eight on eight challenge, and whoever gets it gets a big feast or something like that. Pick everybody up at Extinction Island or what? I don't know. That'd be cool. Something be cool like that. that. It'd yeah. be fun to see everybody back together again. Yes, yes. I would. Now I want that. Now I hope <laughs> we get that. And you know what? That might be my prediction. But Ooh. before we get into predictions, we have our special MVP segment. Now, I was able to write a name down. Yes. But you were not. I wonder what this is. Yeah, you can read my one vote. It's War Dog, and this would have been my vote too, honestly, because I think he just did so amazing this episode. Both votes, he was heavily leading the charge. Loved it. No, I completely agree. These, this two episode, he was the one bringing everybody together. He was the one that came up with the idea to blindside Kelly. It worked. He got the people together. He has been so... And he was actually... What I said last week was... I Last week, I said they should get rid of War Dog because he's the one bringing in all these people. He's the one doing the most doing the most conversations. They kept him around, and look at what happened. He's influencing people to vote his way. And it's interesting because... He's not leading subtly. He's a very no. kind of alpha, out there person. You know he's talking to these people. You know he's making these deals. And they're still letting him get away with it and kind of letting him run things. Usually they immediately try to tear down the people who are trying to run stuff. So I don't know. It's it's, it's fascinating and confusing at the same time in the sense it's fascinating. Because, yes, in a normal season of Survivor, these kind of moves would put your head on the chopping block. But it's not the case and these people are sticking around and it's, it's interesting and it's yeah. yeah that's that's the most I could say about it but who knows will he stick around next week I have no idea but let's get into some quick predictions all right I feel like I I should get to take that one that's not fair Veronica's gonna steal I just also want to give a sorry a quick shout out <laughs> to Nathan Desiree Michael B in the chat all saying MVP war dog Eric Olin thinks MVP is Devin's so there we go Predictions. You know what? You go first. I'll give you the honors of whatever you thought I was going to steal uh, you know from you. <laughs> I, nah, I mean, I just don't have – nothing else is coming to mind. I'm, I'm just going to stick with it. I want to see an eight on eight something. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for that. I'm hoping for that as well. I hope that's a thing. Next week we see it's like War Dog versus Gavin. I really wonder where that's coming from because that's really out of the blue. They haven't necessarily worked together. Yeah. It, the the – Second half of the season is so interesting because the first half was so dull. All these people, we never really heard from them. We never saw them interact or strategize or anything like that. And now they're all coming to fruition. So a lot of it is still a little strange. And then a potential alliance between Devin's Ron and Wardog? Comma? Wow. Question mark? That's a trio. That that is a trio, but you know what? We got to see what's go- what's going to happen with War Dog and Lauren now because that he you know he, really yeah. cut a third of it out. That's bad. Mm-hmm. She was really tight with her. She was tight with Kelly, but if Lauren knows the game, she'll be like, you know what? Smart move. At least it wasn't me. Yeah, so true. That's the way you got to play it. He had two options. He chose Kelly. It wasn't War Dog's got to go to Lauren and say, look, there's no way we were winning against her. I just I had I had to make the move. He needs to do the thing that no one in this game is doing, and which is damage control. Damage control. Next yep, episode. That's right. 
But you know what? We don't need damage control because we're awesome over here. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into tonight's after show for episode 10, Blood of a Blindside. Blood of a Blindside. Yeah. Blood Mike, where can the fans find you on social media? Guys, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for being in the chat. We love y'all. I am Mike Thieling. You can find me everywhere at Mike Thieling. And I'm Veronica Blanza. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I don't care what this guy says. I'm the sole survivor. So be sure to tune in next week. That's not accurate. It's so accurate. No. Tune in next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.